You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled The Days of Our Lives, Part 2. Enjoy. We started a new series last Sunday, and uh, it's, it's entitled The Days of Our Lives. Okay, anyone remember that soap opera, The Days of Our Lives? Uh, well, I, I don't know that I actually ever watched it, but my mom and sisters used to watch when I was a kid. Um, but this is the days of our lives. We're not talking about a soap opera. We're actually talking about our worldview and how to live in the world we're living in, how to see things as God sees them. And last week, we realized that we're living in a fallen world that's falling apart. Wow. You know, I'd say, well, that's kind of a negative view of the world. But keep listening because, you know, it's not negative to recognize reality. But true joy, real peace and strength, it doesn't come from ignoring reality, but from acknowledging and realizing that there's a greater reality. So we see the natural things that are going on in the world around us, but there's a greater reality in the realm of the spirit. And when you begin to understand what's going on in the spirit realm and learn how to walk in the spirit, life gets really fun. Because the darker the world gets, the brighter we shine, the stronger we get in Christ. So God is good. And we realize these two realities when we begin to study the scriptures. We realize that there's a natural reality and that there's a spiritual reality. In fact, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, gives us insight into this and tells us that everything we see, everything we can detect with our sight, our sense of smell, hearing, taste, touch, that it actually comes from a different realm. It comes from the spirit realm. So through faith in Christ and through studying the scriptures, we gain this understanding of a different realm. It's really not spooky or weird. It's not Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone is science fiction, right? The Noah movie that came out, that's science fiction. That's not scripture, right? This is real life. This is the real truth. This is the, the, the truth about the greater, the greater reality of life. So through faith in Christ, we see things that we could not see in any other way. We gain this vision and insight into a realm that man doesn't understand. In fact, Jesus said this in John chapter 6, verse 63. He said, the words that I speak to you are spirit and our life. And he preceded that statement by saying, it's the spirit that gives life. The flesh, the natural realm, profits nothing. Life, right? His words are life. So at Highway Church, we're not about religion. There's no life in religion. We're about Jesus. Real relationship with the real Jesus. Real life. 
real spirit, real strength. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that the darker it gets, the brighter we shine. Proverbs chapter 4. Can you bring that up, Eden? Look at this. The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn, which shines ever brighter. How is that possible? Because God's power is endless. Right? Ever brighter. As bright as your life is now, God wants to take you higher. He's got a whole lot more for you. More than you've dreamed of. Don't let the devil talk you into staying where you are. Come up higher. Gleam of dawn which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your light that is greater than the darkness of this world, your life that shines bright in us. We have put your, our faith in you, and we say, shine, Jesus, shine. Let your light radiate and permeate every nook and cranny, every corner, every hallway, every closet, every corridor of our lives that we would enjoy freedom and new life in you. In your name we pray, amen. You can put that scripture back up there one more time. So what is this way of the righteous? I mean, if it gets brighter and brighter, I want to get in on this. I don't just want to talk about it. I, I have no desire to play church. I have no desire to be a part of a religious organization. Zippo. Tried that once. Done with that. Right? I want to, I want to experience God. I want to taste his power and love and life in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, in the middle of the night. I want to taste him. I want to personally experience who he is everywhere I go. What is this way of the righteous? Well, let's look at it in the scriptures. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. Let's learn about the way of the righteous, the days of our lives, the way of the righteous. Let's learn about this in Romans chapter 1. Jesus came so that we could experience God. You know, people are, many people are tired of coming to church because the churches they've been to, they weren't experiencing God there. They were, they, were, they were hearing about God, but they never got to experience Him personally. Not at Highway Church, right? We put our faith in Him. We're walking with Him. Romans chapter 1, here's the way of the righteous. It starts in verse 16. And this is the Apostle Paul writing by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. What does that word gospel mean? The good news. That's opposite of what? Bad news, right? Good and bad don't ever go together. They don't mix. It's like oil and water, right? They don't mix. They never will mix. There's nothing bad about God. Everything about God is good, right? You may have been told that there are some bad things about God that he causes accidents and brings sickness and does these things, that is untrue. All right? He's good. So the good news of Christ, he says, I'm not ashamed of the good news of Christ, for it's the power of God. Well, what's the good news of Christ? Stay there in verse 16. The good news of Christ is that God loved Sean and Eric, right, and Sophia 
and Noah and Xander, right? He, God loves you so much that he gave his one and only son so that every one of us could experience his amazing love, so that we could be made new, that, that Jesus, his only son, came that we would have a life that is abundant, that's overflowing, that's more than enough. And the good news is that because God did this, we have no doubt about his motives. We have no doubt about what he's up to. We know that he delights in giving us all things, that he richly and ceaselessly provides us with all things for our enjoyment. Where did I get what I just said? I combined four scripture passages in just sharing the good news with you. John 3.16, John 10.10, Romans 8.32, and 1 Timothy 6.17. It's good to know the good news. It's in there. It's in the Word. See? So it's this good news about God is the power that brings new kind of life that you can't get anywhere else, that brings salvation, Paul says. The Holy Spirit says in verse 16. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that, what? Believes. It's available to everybody through simple faith, not religion. To the Jew first and also to the, to the Greek, to the Gentile. Now, verse 17, here's the way of the righteous. Are you ready? For therein, in the good news, right, that Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly, that God freely, graciously gives us all things, richly, ceaselessly provides us with all things to enjoy. In this good news is the righteousness of God revealed. From faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Wow. So the way of the righteous isn't fasting and prayer and coming to church and doing religious sacraments. It might sound shocking to you, but that's not the way of the righteousness that the Bible lays out. In fact, the righteousness that God has provided has nothing to do with the law. The law cannot produce the righteousness that God desires. The faith and righteousness that we experience, the righteousness that we experience can only come by faith. It's Abraham righteousness. He is our father, not Levi. You know the difference, right? And so many, so many messages today are preaching Levi. We're not from Levi, right? We're from Abraham. We're from the tribe of Judah, right? It's a righteousness that comes by faith. That means it's available to you right now just by accepting what God did through Christ. You're qualified. Isn't that wonderful? No one's disqualified. It's by faith. So this is the way that gets brighter. You see? So here I am living on planet Earth in 2014. It's, what's the date today? The 26th? October, I put my faith in what God did for me. And instantly light comes on inside. And I keep putting my faith in Christ. And as I go home and do the things I do throughout the day, I'm putting my confidence in him knowing that my sin has been, has been washed clean and atoned for through the blood of Jesus. So I don't allow condemnation to come into my life anymore. 
In fact, there's no condemnation if you put your faith in Christ. None. Zero. Zip. But you don't understand. I've done so many things wrong. I don't know if you've done as many things wrong as I've done. I've done, we'll have to have a contest. I've done a lot of things wrong in my life. But through Christ, I've been made new. See? And there's no condemnation for you. That's part of the good news, right? 2 Corinthians 5. Let's go there, Eden. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Look at this, right? Therefore, if any man, open to anybody, right? Be in Christ, he's a what? A new creature. Old things, gone. Rear view mirror, right? Behold, all things are become new. What's verse 21 say? Same chapter. For he hath made him to be sin for who? Yeah, for us, right? Who knew no sin. Jesus knew no sin. He became our sin. Why would he do something like that? That we might be made the righteousness of God in him. See, the devil knows a secret that many Christians don't know. You can't overcome sin by focusing on your sin. The only way you can overcome sin is by realizing that God has given you his righteous power. See, righteousness is the power and life of God. It's who he is. He can't sin, right? We've received that same life and that same power in us. So there might be an area of life you're struggling with right now. And what the devil will do is as you make a mistake and struggle, he'll quickly shoot a dart of condemnation to you. You just prayed, and now look what you're doing. Yeah, right, you're, you're not saved. Or Yeah, look at you, you're not righteous. You just did that, and you did it yesterday too, and you did that, and then you did that, and then you did that. And you start listening to that, all of a sudden you become very weak spiritually. But there's a defense and a remedy for that, that the moment a condemning thought comes to you, you put your faith in Christ, and you say, thank you, Father, that I am your righteousness, that, that the righteousness I have is from you. There is no condemnation for me, and I'm free from this sin and that sin and every other sin in my life. And the more that you say that, the more that you believe that, the, the sins that you used to struggle with will begin to fall off and fall away by just putting your faith in the righteousness that God has provided for you through Jesus Christ. So this is the way of righteousness. It's believing that God has given to you his very own righteousness. He made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God. Now listen to this. Let's go to Galatians chapter 2. This is more good news. We might as well just get a bunch of good news, right? We might as well fill ourselves up with this light and life and power because the more you hear it, the more you believe in it, the brighter your path gets. So here's some good news for you. Are you ready? You're dead. Let's read about it. Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. This is your eulogy. Are you ready? If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Look at this. Set your affections on things above, the way of the righteous, the days of our lives. We set our affections on the things above, not on the things of this earth, right? Verse 3, why? You dead. (laughs) 
You're dead. That's why. And your life is hid with Christ in God. Let's keep reading about, about your, your death here. Galatians chapter 2. This is good. Galatians chapter 2. This is the apostle Paul writing. What are you dead to, by the way? Dead to sin, aren't you? You're dead to the law. The law can't do anything for you. Only Christ can. Right? Don't look for, for victory in the law. It's in Christ. All right, so Galatians chapter 2. For I, through the law, am dead to the law. Amen to that. That I might live unto God. So you can't live to the law and live to God. So many are trying to do that, right? They're trying to live to the law and live to God. It says right here, you can't do both. You've got to die to one or the other. We've dead to the law so that we might live unto God. Verse 20, I'm crucified with Christ. I've made this a regular confession in my life. I'm crucified with Christ, right? Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Have you ever said that about yourself? Let's say that together. Christ liveth in me. Think of yourself. Think of Christ living in you right now. Don't be afraid. It's quite rejuvenating. Let's do it again. Ready? Christ liveth in me. You believe that? Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh on planet earth in this natural realm, I live how? By the faith of the Son of God. When God comes to live in you, he brings his faith with him. He brings his faith with him. God has no doubt about your future. He has no doubt that through faith in him, you can become everything he made you to be. You can accomplish all things through Christ. The faith of the Son of God. He believes in you. We talk about believing in God, but do you know God believes in you? Do you know God smiles when he thinks of you? And you know he's thinking of you around the clock. It's a different picture, isn't it, than what the picture that religion paints. The picture paints God with a frown. The Bible paints God with a smile, right? Through Christ. Amen. Live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Look at this. I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, Christ is dead in vain. Woo! That's big news. Let's keep reading your eulogy. Let's go to Romans chapter 6. It's good to know what you're dead to, right? So when the devil tries to condemn you or sin tries to tempt you, say, nope, I'm dead to that. I'm dead to sin. I'm dead to it. Romans chapter 6, verse 8. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he can't die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. Well, that's good for Jesus. What about us? Look at verse 11. In the same way, just like Jesus. You're just like Jesus. Count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. When you think of yourself, do you think of yourself in that way? That you're dead to sin and alive to God. Start today. 
Start today. Every time the devil tries to condemn you, condemnation, sin tries to tempt you, right away it should be an automatic reaction. I'm dead to that. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God in Christ Jesus. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God. Let's say it together. I'm dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. Say it again. Imagine yourself now. I'm dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. One more time. It won't hurt you. It'll help you. I'm dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. See, God's brought light. There's light in here right now. Now, isn't it funny when you get discouraged or depression tries to come into your life, you want to say things, don't you? You want to maybe curse or complain or get mad at someone. In other words, when spiritual things come at us, we want to respond with our mouth. When, when, when you're feeling discouraged or frustrated, you want to say why you're feeling that way. You maybe want to curse. You want to say something. Our mouth wants to speak. Because there's a spiritual truth about us. Spiritual things change and respond to our voice. We speak with our mouths and we believe with our hearts. So the devil doesn't mind if you curse or, or, or complain or say bad things about yourself and others because you're releasing spiritual power. What he doesn't want you to say is good things about yourself and others. So if you're feeling frustrated... Like you're not, you're not going to get things done, like things aren't going to work out, like, like this shouldn't have happened in your life. Instead of yielding to the pressure of darkness and speaking by that pressure, make yourself speak the word. Make yourself say, I'm dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God is leading the way in my life. He is my shepherd. Therefore, I shall not lack. In fact, it's an attack on lack. I refuse to lack because God is my father. See, and you'll start talking like that, and then the devil will make fun of you. That sounds ridiculous. This doesn't work. You know, he'll just, he'll, but if you, as long as you're, you're complaining and negative, he won't say anything. He'll fuel the fire. I was like, yeah, you're right. They shouldn't have done that to you. Yeah, I say that again. T say it again. Call him up and tell him what you're thinking. He just feed the fire. But the minute you start to speak the word, all of a sudden, it's like this, oh, what are you doing? Why are you saying that? That's strange. That's weird. You shouldn't be doing that. No, see, positive devil doesn't like light. He's dark. See, the depression is dark. Discouragement is dark. See, but God's word is light, so we speak that word. That same light. Remember, we said last week, God in, in verse three of Genesis said, "Light be." Right? There was no sun at that point. There were no stars. It's it's a spiritual light. That, that pushes back the darkness, that establishes the authority of Christ in your life. So when you speak his word, you're establishing light in your life and you're pushing back the darkness that's trying to oppress you. And you get brighter and brighter the more you do it. It's the light and life. of Boy, we're just not going to give in to this thing. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. Don't you give in to that discouragement and depression. God is good, and he loves you, and his light wins every time. We know there's no struggle between light and darkness, right? Light always wins. 
The struggle is in just believing it. That's where the enemy tries to get you. All you've got to do is receive it, believe it, and it shows up, right? God is so good. Hallelujah. Oh, God is so good. Did we finish reading Romans 8? Yeah, we did. Six? All right. How about this? Acts 17, verse 28. In him, we're just good news. This is the way of the righteous. We live in the good news. We fill our minds and hearts with the good news. This is the way to make your life brighter and brighter. It is not rocket science. It is way simple. You speak the good news with your mouth. You believe it with your heart. That's it. Right? So we're getting it in us. You get it in there, and then you speak it. Right? So Romans, uh, excuse me, Acts 17 says, For in him we live and move and have our being. So if we're not in him, guess what? We're not living, we're not moving, and we aren't being. What was that movie, The Night of the Living Dead or something? Right? For in him we live. So if we're not him, we're not living. We're existing, our heart's pumping, but we're not experiencing real life the life Christ came to give us. And we're not moving. We're not going forward in God's plan for our lives. And we're not being who we were made to be. So through faith in Christ, we begin living real life. The life he came to give us in John 10.10. I came that they might have life and life abundantly to the full till it overflows. You can't experience that apart from faith in him. If one our faith is in Christ, we're living now. And now we're moving. We're going forward, no longer stuck in the rut of frustration and discouragement and depression and fear and worry and sickness and doubt and lack. Now we're going forward in life and health and strength and joy and peace and provision and wisdom. Amen. Amen. And we have our being. Now we become. When we put our faith in Christ, we, be, we become the people we were made to be. Hallelujah. We know at Highway Church that Christianity is not about doing. It's about being. Right? God is not the I do. He's the I am. Right? Big difference. He is I am. He's, he's be. Be. Be healed. Be whole. Be righteous. Be strong. Hallelujah. So it's this faith and this good news that causes this light of Christ to begin to shine inside of us. And we're on guard because the enemy wants to shut that light down. But the only way he can do it, he's got two weapons, right? One, one is through accusations, and the other one's deception. That's all he can do. He can accuse you, tell you what a loser he thinks you are because he wants you to think that about yourself or he can try and deceive you and keep you from believing the good news that's all he can do other than that he's got nothing okay so when you go forward today you've heard some good news we've deposited light in you guard that light and don't let any thoughts contrary to the word of God this isn't this isn't my philosophy this is just from the Bible just a simple truth you guard that and don't let anything put that out in your life, because it will try. The darkness of the world tries to put out the light of Christ in you. Boy, we got a whole lot more. I'm just looking at the clock here. We'll keep on going, see how we do. So our worldview, we talk about worldview. 
It's not about politics. It's not about religion. It's about the spirit realm. Right? It's about life in Christ. In other words, we see things, we see the world we're living in from the perspective of Christ, from the realm of the Spirit. And because of that, we're not angry, upset people. We don't write nasty emails, political nasty emails. Even if we get them, we don't write them. And I say that because over the years, walking with the Lord, there are, over the years I had subscribed to different ministries uh, just to, to be abreast of certain events and things. And, and I, I'm thinking of the, over the years how the tone of their emails changed. They were up on the current issues of the day, all the hot political topics. And it got to the point, I would read some of these emails that were written by Christians, and I think, this is absolutely dark. It's nasty. It's angry. There's nothing about this email that's going to help anybody. They sound just like those on the other end. It ought not to be. Light should never bring forth darkness. Right? You can't, you can't do that. Right? Fresh water and salt water don't go together. Right? So we know that there's a lot going on in the world. So, so because our worldview is not about politics and religion, it doesn't mean that we don't stand for truth. It doesn't mean that we don't practice and live God's morality. We're in full agreement with the scriptures. But we recognize that the battle we're in is not about people. It's in the spirit realm. It's against principalities of darkness. So we don't get angry at people. So if we meet and have relationships with people and they're living in sin, we don't get mad at them. We invite them over for dinner. Who'd Jesus have dinner with? Come on. Have you read it? It's the religious people we got mad at. You find me an example in the Gospels where he rebuked sinners. Find me one. I'll find you many where he rebuked religious people. He went to the sinners' houses to have dinner with them. Why? Because they need life. And they're not going to get it by us criticizing them and telling them how bad we think they are. Hmm. We speak light and life. And boy, you know, there's people I've known over the years, and I knew they, they were living a, a lifestyle that was going to ruin them, but I didn't even bring it up. I say, hey, how you doing? What's going on? Did you see the game on Sunday? Oh, yeah, great. And the whole time I'm talking, I'm, my mind's on the Spirit, see? And I'm putting my faith in Christ and the Holy Spirit to do something in this conversation and to lead and guide me and open a door some way. I don't come in with guns blazing. Boom, you should read this, and you should read that, and you don't answer. That's not going to help anybody. What that does, they slam the door. See you later. I don't need that. I don't either. I don't want that in my life. I want light and life. See, the devil tries to put sharp, hard pressure on you to do things. That's not the yoke of Christ. His yoke's comfortable, gracious, pleasant, wholesome, peaceful, right? Boy, I've got so many scriptures here. How does that clock do that? All right. Whew. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. So we speak light and life. Look what this says in Romans 2. We're not angry people. It says, or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God, what's it do? 
Wow. So my angry, condemning emails, where's it going to lead people? To hell. Away from God. And I know people don't realize what they're doing, but that's where it leads. It leads people away from God. It's the goodness of God that leads them to life. Right? So, so whatever someone might be involved in, I'm conscious of the spirit realm, and I'm thinking, how can I introduce them to the goodness of God? What can I say or do that might turn that light on in their heart, that they would realize God loves them? And sometimes, most of the time, I've noticed it's not a scripture. <laughs> it might just be a cup of coffee. It might be a meal. It might be a handshake, a smile. And then eventually, there comes a, a, an opportunity to share something. See? Don't let the devil pressure. You've got to go in there. You've got to tell them all the scriptures. You gotta... No, just love them. Right? So at Highway Church, we're lovers. Right? We, we, we don't compromise our values. We fully agree with God. We practice. We apply his word to our lives. We're living this thing, man. And because we're living it, we're not insecure about it. We're confident in his love. We know that we've got the light of life. So we can be in the midst of people doing anything, living any kind of way, and it doesn't rub off on us. Our light is greater. Our light shines brighter. Wow. We're going to keep on going next Sunday. It's just so good. We've got the light and life of Christ in us. It makes us happy. It causes us to smile, and people want to be around that. They do. That's why people wanted to be around Jesus. Do you know he smiled a lot? He really did. You wouldn't know that by looking at the depictions of him uh, over the years because man's religion doesn't know that about him. They don't see Jesus as a happy God. They see him as a suffering, difficult, trying to figure things out kind of God. Yes, he suffered. He went to the Christ. He went to the cross, but that's because he was the Lamb of God. And that's the only thing that grieved him, right? But being around people didn't grieve him. Living on planet Earth with all the hot issues didn't grieve him, right? That didn't grieve him. We're confident in his light. Are you confident in his light? So here we are. We're getting ready to go out there. We're confident in the light. See, I have a power drill that I've got to recharge a battery with. So you come to Highway Church, it's like putting you on the charger, right? And you're, that word's coming forth. You're getting charged up. The lights start radiating. And then you go out. You go out and you do your things. You come to get together, batteries back on the charger. Right? You spend time. You just stay plugged in. Each day you're spending time with God and you're getting brighter and brighter and brighter. So we're going out today. And we're going to shine. No one's going to make us mad. No one's going to make us upset. We're strong, we're full of life, we're confident in Christ in us, and we're loving others as he loves us. Let's pray. Father, we love you so much. Boy, God, go ahead. Go ahead, Lord. We give you a full right away in our lives. Change us, mold us, shape us, Lord God. Lead and guide us. Take us higher. We thank you for your unstoppable light shining brightly in us. And Father, I thank you for this time we've had together. God, you're great and your word cannot fail in our lives. And we thank you for moving us forward on your path and purpose for our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. The way of the righteous is living by faith. Faith in the good news and goodness of God. So turn the light on and keep it on. And let His promises light the path of your life each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen.